Shall we begin? Let's begin now. This is Jackie Smith, and welcome to the Keep It Magic podcast with myself and my co-host, Storm Sestivani. Spend the next hour with us as we laugh our way through life and find the many magical ways we can craft a better one. This dynamic duo is ready to challenge the spiritual status quo and bridge the mystical with the practical. Keep It Magic is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, love, money, romance, home, health, maybe even a new car, Coventry has a candle for that. Now put on your seatbelts and get ready to expand your mind with Jackie and Storm. Let's begin Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sassavani, and of course, I am here with the lovely, talented, beautiful, and ever-so-glamorous Miss Jackie Smith. I'm cruise on over to our website at www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www.keepitmagic.com. Um, last week, Jackie and I talked about external dreams, and on the show um, this week, we're going to be talking about internal dreams, or those things that happen to you when you lay your head down on the pillow, no matter what time of the day, and you drift off into the netherworld, um, and whatever happens in your little head happens. And uh, interestingly enough, it can be interpreted. Now, Jackie, here is the funny thing. It's interesting that in four years we've never done a dream show. Huh. Ever. That's true. You'd think, you Jungian psychology, you. Hey, you, I started out reading dream books. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it seems too easy like it's low-hanging fruit. Actually, I think it's fruit that's high on the tree. Well, I mean, for us, it was kind of low-hanging fruit. Um... We're going back to our basics. It's what it Maybe. Is. I, I, I don't know what the hell we're doing here, actually. But um, uh, Well, neither do I. I just so. said that a million people have listened to our show, so that's all I'm excited about. You know? <laughs> Not a million, well, now a million downloads. Yeah. A million and one. <laughs> so, um, uh, Jackie, um, sure. first of all, let me ask you, uh, let's, let's set a stage. Say, for example, somebody wants to do some dream work, okay, and just to let people know, dreams are the easiest simple definition that I can give in regards to what dreams are is is that it's the unconscious mind communicating with the conscious mind, um, and it does it in a symbolic way usually than it does um, uh, a factual sort of way. Um, because, you know, girl, my dreams are a little bit scary. I can tell you about one last week. I was going up an elevator, and which means an increase in consciousness or spiritual growth when you go up in an elevator. And at the top of this elevator, Jackie, now during this whole dream, it was really weird and bizarre. And, um, uh, you know, I was like being chased by um, like um, these, uh, I don't know what it is. I wouldn't call them like governmental people, but it was kind of like some secret society or something. It was really bizarre. And, um, and of course, let me just reflect that. My medication has changed because the old ones are not using anymore. So um, I've had to take – and that can sometimes have an effect on your dreams, and they can become a little bit wild um, as your body is adjusting to a new, uh, a new form of uh, medication. So I really wanted to pay attention to these particular crazy dreams, okay? Mm-hmm. So, Jackie, anyways, I ended up going in this elevator and going up. And at the top, okay, I was looking down, and that there was this black man – that was tied to a wheel that was spinning around, and I was just looking at him, and the black person said, you can finally see me. And it was so terrifying to me, Jackie, I woke up. 
So what did this black man look like? Um, well, Fant looks as though to me here that he um, has uh, been um, either, you, you know, possibly he was like one of these government conspiracy peoples or something of that particular nature. And it doesn't, it doesn't um, help, Jackie, that I have a client that I've been working with uh, recently that is, it has been gone, gone a little bit conspiracy theory crazy that I've been trying to talk her off a ledge from, mm-hmm. <laughs> which may have added to the particular dream. But, you know, Fitch, um, uh, you know, he was uh, Beyonce Black. <laughs> you know, um, uh, you know, and it was very minimal amounts of clothes on, of course. Um, you know, I think he just had something around his waist. And he was spinning on this big, huge, gigantic thing on the top of, like, this hotel. Okay, so I want to talk about, in, in the show, later on the show, the... Um, how a lot of times dreams are, are all of us, but then there's symbology that represents um, some archetypes or some universal things or some um, divine things that I see in dreams. Because um, what you described is one of the wilder aspects of the man of the crossroads. Mm-hmm. He is the one of the primal aspects. Um, and that he represents um, crossroads magic. Um, he represents, um, uh, again, that primal energy of, of really getting to some of the core and the base of yourself. The interesting thing is that if I was to interpret it as a Jungian analyst, um the going up the elevator, of course, like I said, is an increase in regards to consciousness or moving to a higher level. You're going up the elevator, not down it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shadow figures in dreams will usually come up as people that are black um, or an alternative. And I ha- really haven't sat down and talked to, uh, maybe I'll have to have a discussion with Tony sometimes um, and ask him if um, interesting shadow components um, in his dreams come up as white. It would be very, very interesting to see that. But anyways... Um, uh, I don't know if you talked to him, because he's kind of beige. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he's Beyonce Black also. You know. And I can't talk to Rebecca, because she's Mariah Carey White. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, that, I may need to talk to somebody else on that. But anyways, um, you know, what it would say is that this was a confrontation with a shadow. And the interesting thing is, usually, Jackie, in a dream, you will run away from the shadow, or you will be terrified of the shadow, or you will be... Um, uh, disgusted by it in some sort of way. And I really wasn't disgusted by him. I was really more intrigued. I didn't know what to do with it, which is obviously why I woke up, okay? Um, you know, it was too much. You know, my mind could go, okay, how the hell do I get this guy off of this spinning wheel and all this other stuff? But interestingly enough, crossroads magic may actually have something to do with shadow magic. Well, yeah, absolutely, because when you're at a crossroads, you're dealing with um – you're you're dealing with the in some ways you can look at the angel and the devil on your shoulder um you can look at it as well you're crossed you are not sure which way to go and a lot of times it's it's negative positive but you can also look at crossroads magic is is there's life love luck um and death so which one are which are the roads are you going to walk down uh, exactly now one of the things that um I was going to ask you is, do you think that one of the things that happens in dreams, 
that Jung discusses in um, Dynamics of the Unconscious, his book, um, is that he talks about dream elements and dream sequences, um, some of them holding collective types of figures, um, meaning the Virgin Mary may be in it, or um, you know someone dressed up like the Virgin Mary, or you can probably say a close, distant cousin to the Virgin Mary is Mother Teresa, or a Mother Teresa-esque type of image. Mm-hmm. Um, or there may be um, demonic forces in regards to uh, uh, dreams, or um, you know just images that are just you know completely terrifying that he calls um, images of the collective. Now, other times that there can be actually good components that are also collective dreams, also where um, uh, you know th- that you meet this beautiful um, man in your dream or woman. Um, and she, you're walking around with her, or that she in some way is facilitating herself as a guide um, in some sort of way. Um, do you think, Jackie, that the word collective unconscious and the word Akashic records at times can be used interchangeably? We've talked about that before, and when you talked about how um, Jung's mother was a spiritualist. Mm-hmm. And... I have to say, I think that's another word for it, because that's what got me started on the Akashic Record path. Mm-hmm. As I started, I, I start. I read um, what I forget which Jungian book. I mean, it's the, the real, the one you get in Psych 101, the real basic one. Uh, 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 Mentorings and Refle- reflections and dreams. Mm, no, that wasn't it. It wasn't a book of dreams. It was just a book on, on psychology. Anyway, it's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, that's that's a non Memory, dreams, and reflections. That's what it's called. But um, uh, it could, you know, at this point, yeah. it could it could have yeah. been so long ago. But um, that's what got me thinking about the collective unconsciousness. Um, it got me thinking about how the collective unconsciousness holds must hold all information ever thought. Mm-hmm. And then that got me thinking about um, kind of like stepping into that or the stream of all knowledge. And then as I was working more and more on this, and then I I got the word Akashic, and then I started looking it up. And and I think they gave me the word Akashic because there had been enough um, written on it over the century uh-huh. that um, that it would, it would confirm what I kept getting. Which did the term, Jackie, become popularized by Casey or Blavatsky? Blavatsky. Okay. Casey um, uh, called it God's Book of Life. Okay. So Blavatsky, Blavatsky, oh, that's easy for me to say. Usually called it, she called it the Akashic. So that came from her, the Eastern influences, mm-hmm. the um, Sanskrit influences. So, um, and then I was just reading some one person who wrote on the interwebs that that is actually not what it means. That that was a bastardization of of a different Sanskrit word. One person wrote that. So you know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take the one person as the gospel. You know, unless that they have a complete degree in Hinduism. Well, here's, here's my thought: is that there there is now a collective consciousness agreement, yeah. a collective conscious agreement of what Akashic means. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's universal, but there's a collective agreement. The interesting thing, and I will I will tell you this: um, I'm currently reading Prince Lestat by Anne Rice. Really? And yeah, I love Anne Rice. She's like one of my she's probably my fa- favorite writer of all time. Well, that's not Lestat. Yeah, Prince oh, Lestat is the name of the book. Okay. Um, and 
the queen of the vampires, um, the original queen, now her name is Makare, but um, the original queen of the vampires was named Akasha. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very interesting that that name was used, considering that she is the primal source or the um, the beginning or the cellular level of all of these vampires. Without her, Jackie, without, um, you know, her essence, if she was destroyed and she still had this primal substance in her, they would all die. Um, it, the, the vampires would cease to exist. Um, and if you've ever read any Anne Rice novels, you'll know that, you know, her, usually her novels are less about blood-sucking and more about deeper spiritual things, issues that she's dealing with. Um, so that's kind of interesting that the word Akasha um, and who she is as the queen of the vampires um, and the word Akashic, first of all, they have to come from the same root. I mean, it just mm-hmm. didn't come out of anywhere, well, considering she was from that area. Um, well, uh, uh, um, part the the first part of Akashic, the the Aka part, means um, ether. Yeah. Space. So Akasha or Akashic, it means um, like uh, a divine space in the sky. Well, you see, what I was wondering, and I may have to write to Anne Rice and ask her, um, is um, she, you you know, because if you take Akashic, is Akashic really plural on its own? Um, And would the singular form of the word actually be the Akasha, you know? And if that means a file, if that means just a file, is this how she came across the word in order to make this character's name Akasha? It would be interesting. That's very funny to me that you would actually go there. Why? You would ask that. Is it plural? You would ask if Akashic was plural. Yeah. That is very funny. Well, it means, you know, to look at Akashic, I mean, um, it's more than one. Correct? Um... I don't know. I I have to say that I do not know. This will be Jackie's next book. (laughs) (laughs) So so the word kosh in akasha means um, to radiate or to shine. So, um, and then the aka part is, is the space. So it's it's the shining space, it's the divine space. Yeah. So um, sometimes authors know have done an amazing amount of research on. I I have a lot of fun with some, how authors will reinterpret something. Yeah. So um, it's it's just kind of fun to to watch that. Um, but um, yeah. So kind of circling back to one of your first sure. questions, do I think the collective unconsciousness and, and Akashic records are the same thing? I actually do, um, and I think um, we can access our own portion, our own contribution to the collective unconsciousness. And I think one of the portals to get there is our dreams. I think the dreaming dimension is is just very akin to the Akashic dimension, and I think the difference is our level of consciousness while we do it. Because I find when I'm working with a symbology in someone's Akashic Records, it's very symbol, similar to the symbology I use, um, it, it, the people use when they're dreaming. The interesting thing is that if you go to a Jungian analyst um, and you decide that you want analysis 
um, the first thing that you're going to do and be instructed is to record your dreams. Um, and the reason being, Jackie, is that number one, although that there's this dream with this spinning wheel and the, the black guy on it and, um, uh, uh, you know, the elevator going up, and that dream is nice and good, an analyst um, uh, would actually um, want to see a whole series of dreams before that um, and would, you know, see if there was a recurring theme that was going on within those particular dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so my question to you, say, for example, somebody does want to do dream work, mm-hmm. um, what can they do candle magic-wise to facilitate this? Well, first of all, blow the candle out before you go to sleep. Yeah. So you're, you're, if you're using candle magic to help facilitate dream work, what you're doing is you're preparing yourself and going deeper. Um, and I like the... Um, um, like the the problem solving candle to kind of help unwind your unwind your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the heart candle or the healing candle to to gently um, again unwind what's going on um, to prepare yourself for it. But yet I find um, I'm gonna I'm gonna like little shoot myself in the foot here. I don't do a lot of preparation for dream work other than set my intention. Because I don't necessarily want to totally unwind before I'm going to do dream work. Because I want, I want the crap to come out. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the tough stuff is. I want to know what the tension is. Um, so I, I know that may sound counterintuitive here to, to what I'm talking about. But so if you want to do something that's going to help you um, dream with more clarity or maybe be more conscious in your dream, I would. Um, I would do, you know, like I just love that heart candle for anything that's gonna gonna work in that because it has, plus it has all the right ingredients for uh-huh. remembering your dreams. Um, so yeah, I counter, I contradicted myself there, didn't I, sir? Well, one of the things that I would recommend people do is number one, if you consciously want to work with your dreams, um, number one, it's hard work. Um, number two, it requires keeping some form of either journal or notebook or something with a pen next to your bed. Now, if you're single, this is pretty easy because you can wake up from the dream and immediately jot down, you know, particular images or stuff in the dream and then go back to sleep. Um, uh, If you're married or you you live with somebody or something of that nature, it may be a little bit more complex. Um, you know, you may need to get up out of the bed, go to a place where you can sit down and, you know, write some things out. Um, but if you want to work with your dreams, unfortunately, that that's something that you're going to have to do. The reason being is that if you wake up at 3 o'clock, okay, and you just had this awesome, amazing dream that you need to write down, okay, that's going to have the potential of giving you a lot of insight. And oftentimes those dreams that, boom, you're awake are uh, those types of, of dreams. Um, if you go back to sleep, Oftentimes, by the time that you get up, you're just not going to remember it or remember enough of the components to make the dream understandable. So I recommend that. Now, what I do, which is um, uh, Jackie says to blow the candle out, I have an old fishbowl, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I fill it up. I have a a large um, kind of like... um, 
it's a large circular candle holder, Jackie, where I get like a um, a votive candle, um, you know, just one that's going to burn throughout the night. And I put, first of all, I put that in, in the thing, and I have, you know, a torch lighter for this. Um, and I put it into the bowl with enough water, Jackie, that if it explodes, nothing's going to happen. And then I light that and let that illuminate as I sleep in the same room as me, in a safe area where it's not next to anything or things of that nature. Um, but, um, uh, you know, this, the more actions that you do to help you remember the dreams, the preparation, the ritual, the having the notebook next to you, the more that you're going to be able to retain the information. It's, I don't know why it works that way. It just does. Um, you get to say that I don't. Why? You get to say um, that you keep your candles lit. I I cannot <laughs> because I make candles. Okay. So. Um, oh yeah, Jackie can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can say that. <laughs> you can say that, and I gotta say, blow it out. Um. Um. I actually will use legal reasons that people need to know. (laughs) For legal reasons, this is the fine print. That's the legal reason. (laughs) I will actually um, use oils first before I use um, um, uh, candles. Because you can you can put an oil on your forehead. You can put oil, a drop of oil on a piece of um, um, like a uh, cotton ball. Yeah. And you can smell it, and you can set your intention. Um, and work that way, and and so I, again, I I'll do um, something that's going to help me go deeper, maybe like a spiritual cleansing, or um, even the happiness, so you can kind of relax yourself to go to sleep. Um, maybe I would do from the hoodoo line um, um, an uncrossing or a van van. Well, van van I think would be too too strong of a smell. It, the 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 um, citronella and all the ingredients in it would help keep you in your body while you're dreaming. Yeah. Um. And and help facilitate deep deep dreams. But some people don't like that citronella smell. Um. So that you'd have to test that one for yourself. Um. Or even in the Wicked Witch Mojo oils. Um. You could do. Um. Out of my way. So you can just deep deeply dream. Um. Or maybe. Um. Even the evil eye in the uh, in the witch's brew oils. Yeah. Now, what would they do with those oils? Um. You would let literally anoint them, anoint yourself with them. Okay. And um, where do you suggest? Um, back of the head. Okay. Now, I wouldn't do the forehead uh, per se because that's it can be a sensitive area on your skin. So back of the head, um, at that spot where you know your skull joins your um, spine, yeah, that is actually a big dreaming spot where your dreams come in. Uh, maybe even your crown. Um, but also, then if you're going to do something to facilitate dreams, I will put protection oil at the bottom of your feet to keep you in your body mm-hmm. and to keep you protected from opening up too much and letting stuff in. And keeping it being dream magic rather than astral projection magic or spiritual work. Now, Jackie, there's meditations in your book, um, your Akashic Wisdom book. Mm-hmm. Um, are these particular meditations also things that could be done in regards to, you know, you're now laying in the bed. Um, uh, you're about to go to sleep. You're letting your mind relax. Could you do some of those meditations to actively percolate those dreams? Um, sequences. 
I think that's a great idea. I have to give you um, credit for that because um, I hadn't really thought of it. I don't meditate in bed because I go to sleep. But if the, your purpose is to, to do dream work, then heck yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. The, that's a great idea. Um, because, you know, basically, you know, what I want to give people is tools to help facilitate mm-hmm. um, this this particular process for them because I do think that dreams – in many ways, are our biggest information device as to what is going on inside of us um, than anything else that we have. Now, my husband is a huge dreamer, and his dreams wake him up a, a lot at night. Mm-hmm. And so he puts, um, and there's people who, you know, just, I know a lot of people who their mind is way too active at night. A friend of mine, um, he would only sleep in two-hour bursts, and his, finally his doctor gave him something to slow his brain down. He takes it at night so his brain stops processing everything so he can sleep. Um, but what my husband does is we have three pieces of jade yeah. between the mattresses. And that, um, and we have tried different stones, but I got to tell you, the jade works brilliantly. And I, I'm trying to remember why uh, it was jade. I have to think about that. Um, but we've tried tiger's eye. We've tried um, so that he can kind of control control his dreams. We've put um, hematite or jet and. and and different things, but those those um, gave him nightmares. But jade seems to be the right thing. For the most part, and this is an interesting thing after you've been working. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. I just looked it up while we were talking. It's called the dream stone. So I'm oh. just going to shut up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, that's why. Yeah, the rock people will be after you. Um, the uh, <laughs> We don't need any email from rock people. Um, the, um, uh, well, anyways, Jackie, one of the things after you've worked with them for so long and you've studied dreams for so long, one of the things that I can do in many dreams is, and it's very, very strange when I do it, but there's like two storms in my dreams. There's me, okay, mm-hmm. but in the dream, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there's me analyzing the dream in the dream. I completely understand that. And I have had that happen to myself as well. Yeah. So it is, you know, and I can differentiate and know whether or not that I'm dreaming or what is going on in the particular uh, uh, dream sequence. And I dream every night. You know, most people um, will say that they never remember their dreams or they don't remember their dreams much or things of that. Girl, I get them every night. Sometimes I will even go back to sleep to keep that dream going. It's so good. Um, But... You know, but yeah, I, I get them every night, so it's uh, it, it's pretty amazing. Now, then they. I'm just, trying to remember like the last dreams that I had, but the only thing I can remember from the dreams that I've been having lately is that everything is out of control, which makes total sense yeah. in the way my life feels right now. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, a manifested chaos. Um, uh, you know, is is definitely. Uh, a large uh, element in regards to dreams. Now, the individual is now um, doing that, Jackie. They're now writing them down, and they're now working on them. Okay? Mm -hmm. And the word, and I suggest if people want to work on these majorly, that they get um, probably a case 
they're a box of problem-solving handles, which they can get at keepitmagic.com, um, and put them in uh, the votive holder. And while they're actually doing some of the particular work that I'm talking about next, kind of burn it, because what I'm gonna because the word that I'm going to mention here is called amplification. Um, and amplification is a Jungian term, Jackie, where you now have dreams, elevator, wheel at the top, black man, um, chained to it, he can't move. Um, uh, you're able to visualize him. Other people cannot, obviously, mm-hmm. because it's a, oh, you can find one thing. Um, uh, the, uh, you know, so you're writing down these particular sequences, and if you can remember things like colors and things of that nature, put them in um, as well, okay? And then you're going to go piece by piece, okay? So elevator, what does it mean? Okay, and, um, uh, uh, you know, and one of the, and a book that I recommend for people if they want to get into dream work is called The Inner Works by Robert Johnson. Um, he does a great way of simplifying the amplification process, which is, you know, what is it that you think that an elevator means? And then you, you write that down, and you write that down for this whole entire list, okay? Then there's other places that you can go to. Okay, because amplification means that you're going to take a particular symbol, okay, and you're going to find other places where this occurs. So, for example, say there is a fox in your dream, okay, so you've written down fox, and you now, you want to know what a fox means, okay, and this is where, there's two different ways I think that you can do this. You can do it the storm way, okay, which would be to go to stories. Folk tales. You don't find a lot of foxes in mythology. Um, fable. To the um, Japanese. Yeah. Um, uh, cultural and social stories. Um, uh, you can also find comic books, soap operas, movies, and TV shows. All great material um, in regards to uh, using for amplification. And then basically what you're going to do is is that if it is a fox, um, uh, hopefully you're not going to write down what does the fox say. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, uh, you, you know, you would then look at stories in which the fox appears and note basically how the fox behaves and things of that particular nature. Now, the way that Jackie, this is the Jackie way. Then you crawl into your Akashic records <laughs> and find out what the what the what the fox means. Both ways, I think, are very valid. Um, uh, because I think that, um, you know, going into a meditative state and going to the Akashic Records, and this may require getting um, the, the book Akashic Wisdom by Jackie Smith and Patty Shaw, um, uh, which has all of the sequences in regards to doing this, and I highly recommend it, okay, because that will tell you what it means on the inside of you, okay? I think another valid way of finding out, because through stories and uh, fables and folk tales, Jackie, you can get more of a collective meaning and what this means overall to a lot of different people um, and why that this particular imagery is so spontaneous in regards to things and um, and reflect on it from that particular level. Um, then you would just go through all of the particular images in your particular dreams, okay, um, and uh, figure out what they mean, and then see what type of core that's going on there. Now, candle magic-wise, Jackie, say they've got to that particular point, okay? Would you still be using a problem-solver candle at that point, or say they've got their whole list and they know what the issues are going on in a sequence of dreams, okay? Don't just take one, take, like, three weeks. Now they've got to the core of what it is, okay? What do you recommend at that point? Say, for example, 
underneath um, uh, uh, this fox, okay, um, is being worried and fearful that other people are out to get you. Say that's the underneath that. What would you recommend if they figured that out? Well, once you you figure that out, um, what – and it might be that – like, okay, let's say it's my dreams where everything's out of control and I keep jumping from mm-hmm. one of the things that's happening in my dream is I'm jumping from scene to scene, which I'm doing something and all of a sudden I'm in another scene and I'm going, hey, how did I get here? Literally yeah. in my dreams I'm saying this. So that Your new means, name is Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. But that's just, that to me, that says I'm feeling really out of control, I think. Um and that I feel like I'm I'm jumping from one thing to another, so I would get and and once I analyze that and say oh well, I'm I'm going from here to here to here and I realize I'm having issues with stability. So your dream is going to tell you what you're having issues with, where your weak spot is, or where your block is, or where your challenge is. So then you can um, say okay, this is my challenge, and then you match that candle up to that challenge, I would definitely do a grounding candle for myself, which would be the stability candle. Yeah. Or even the goddess candle. Or maybe I would do um, um, a combination of the sweet grass and the sacred white sage for myself, mm-hmm. a couple of those votives or a couple of the big candles, um, to burn those together to just kind of clear stuff out and bring myself to balance. Um, those are the things that I would end up doing for myself. Um, because that's... Um, that's the that's the challenge going on at that point, and and that's okay because you're gonna you're gonna do your dream interpretation to find out what your challenge is and then start matching that that product up the candle up or the oil up or mm-hmm. or the work that you're gonna do up to that. And if you're doing can or if you're doing what well, hopefully everybody that listens to this show is doing candle magic work all the time, <laughs> um, but if you're doing dream interpretation work, um, uh, also if you get a dream and you're writing down the, you know, you're amplifying it and you're writing down, you know, things and associations and uh, trying to get to the root of the dream and it doesn't come to you, don't worry about that. The reason being is that we are dealing with the unconscious here, okay? And basically just through the process of working through dreams itself, eventually when the time is right, okay, and everything comes down to timing, mm-hmm. um, uh, the symbolism will become very visible for you over over time. Um, so don't try to force it too much. Um, you know, this is a little bit different than um, why is that, which we talked about in the last show, which is where you're working with a particular issue and working with conscious blocks in regards to your actual practical life. This is working with the unconscious, which is a little bit different. Um, uh, Correct. And, and I'm going to just throw something out there with sure. that whole thing. Um, sometimes it's just garbage in and garbage out. Yeah. And you're, you're, it's okay to just process. If you're, if you have a lot of recurring stuff, I, I know my husband, he goes back to the same house all the time. The house is a symbol of the soul. So he keeps going back to the same neighborhood, same house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's very, just, very interesting. I have a very, very similar, um, uh, uh, I have a very similar thing. You, mine is the House of Horrors, but um, uh, uh, the uh, uh, going back to the same house in the same neighborhood um, is very, very frequent um, because uh, in the book Hauntings that we read last year, 
one of the things that he talks about is um, our dreams being a facilitator in many ways to hauntings um, or deep, complex psychological issues on the inside. Also, the other interesting thing about a home, okay, mm-hmm. is that it's always most people want to take the home and they want to connect it to the mother. It's actually the connection to the father. That's interesting because his grandfather is always in the house. Yeah. It's always a connection usually to um, the father because it's the roots that one comes out of. Um, usually mother figures you're going to find it in um, more of an external way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's that's very interesting. But say you know, you've now got this house and you're working on what I would call soul issues, soul personality issues, the deeper parts of yourself. Um, uh, you know, that would be the thing to, to, to note in regards to this. Okay, now what my dreams are telling me is that I'm going through a process of working on some pretty deep spiritual, uh, you know, inner soul issues, um, which can be a whole vast of things, including, you know, personal integrity, value systems, all kinds of stuff. That may be what is uh, coming to the surface. And, of course, Jackie and I can't go through every candle that's on the website. We've already done that. You can find them on YouTube. Um, uh, you know, the uh, if you want to hear us talk about the candles. Um, but, um, and Jackie and I may need to update that at some point, but we probably won't do it on a radio show. We'll just do it off of the air. Um, the... Um, but, you know, you can go, and it's easy with with your description, Jackie, and what things work with. Like, for example, the, um, uh, you know, dealing with the home and dealing with the soul, I would immediately go to, like, Happy Home. Um, I would immediately, of course, I want to burn an uncrossing candle with everything. I don't know why, Jackie. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I was trained by Jackie Smith, but I always want to burn uncrossing candles. You know, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm with you because I do a lot of that myself. I find out what's going on. and Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let me get let me get down to. Um... And interestingly enough, with that one, I would probably do uncrossing candle, Jackie, happy home candle, and then road opener. Um, I would use, you know, when you're wanting to move to the next level, um, I love the road opener candle for it. Um, oh, yeah. Wanting to move beyond something, either that or out of my way in the Wicked Witch Mojo line, um, uh, you know, which is a, a road opener s candle of its own. But, you know, that's what I would start working with with, with, with house streams. Thanks for providing us with some content there. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it's interesting. And, you know, the other thing that, you know, what you can do with Tony is ask him, you know, like, what color is the house? The color is going to mean something. Um, if the house is a white house, it usually has to do with purity. Um, well, it's always, it's, it, he has a whole neighborhood that yeah. he goes to, and it's, a lot of times it's usually um, a childhood home or um, yeah. So it's a familiar home. But the interesting thing in those dreams, Jackie, is it would be interesting what part of the inside of the home may have changed. Because you will often get subtle particular changes. in, Like, uh, uh, you know, sometimes, for example, um, uh, uh, you may walk into the particular house and it's your childhood home and you're walking through the house, Jackie, and then you open up the back door, okay, and there's a huge swamp, you know. <laughs> you know, what, what has changed in regards to um, the location that would be interesting um, uh, uh, to note uh, with him. Tony, if you're listening to the show, keep aware of that. Yeah, he's not going to listen to the show. We could tell him that he'd spend a million dollars if he listened to My husband hears my voice a lot. He does not want to listen to an hour-long show. (laughs) 
He has to hear me talk about this stuff all the damn time. Yeah. Um, now, Jackie, you were talking about collective types of dreams. What do you mean by that? I I find um, one of the questions that I have because people come to me with dream stuff and I go, okay, I dreamt about this, and I think, well, you know, when people dream about a plane crash and they think that they're having a, a precognitive dream. Uh-huh. And and um and I I'm curious about precognitive dreams especially when you dream like you know how like you've seen the um shows like the supernatural shows they talk about people all over the country dreamt about this plane crash the day before it happened. Yeah. And my thought process is well what good is that? What the hell good is that? And why didn't you call anybody? Well, Actually, now in this day and age, if you call somebody and said, I had a dream about flight so-and-so and so-and-so going down, they're going to come and get you as a terrorist. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a little scary, right? Yeah. Um, so my, but, but, if you, but even if you cannot um, tell someone or you don't know what flight it is, there's a what good is that dream Yeah. And a precog dream. Um, and then there's some people who say, well, I, I keep dreaming that, you know, my mom's sick or or I dr- keep dreaming about the same spirit. And we all know 99% of the time everything in your dream is about you. Yeah. But but I have had dreams where um, the different divine allies, the different spirits that I work with or the gods and goddesses I work with show up and tell me something. So um, I do have, I, I have had plenty of those dreams, like, I started dreaming about um, Big Mama, uh-huh. who who is one of my spirit guides, and she showed up. And then um, I didn't tell anybody about dreaming about her, and then people who took my class would say, I'm dreaming about this big black woman, and she calls herself Big Mama. <laughs> uh-huh. And I go, huh. How about that? So there's there's a collectiveness that comes that comes with dreaming about her or dreaming about um the man at the crossroads as that's something um a lot of people have dreamt about. And well then again there's lots of people who dream about Jesus showing up in their life and yeah. and um things like that. So do you think so I see the the collective unconsciousness bringing some some symbols and some um healers or helpers into your life. I would one of the things that I would say, Jackie, is that if people are having dreams that may or may not be precognitive, um, I would say even if it was a precognitive dream, it works on both levels. Um, there is a reason why this particular individual at this particular time is having this particular dream about um, uh, a plane crashing. Um, and I would, and if you hear about it on the news the next day, okay. It could possibly be a precognitive dream, but I would also look at it on the practical level of looking at what is going on in their particular life at that particular time. I would do it on both. Okay. You know, and you know, the interesting thing with uh, with Big Mama, okay, is that she is an archetypal image. She's the great benefic mother. Her name in Greek mythology is Demeter. Mm-hmm. You know she's she's the Earth Mother, um, um, and she facilitates growth and and um, uh, and agriculture and harvesting and um, bringing things into your life and getting things and, and uh, rules the cycles of time. Okay, it would be 
Uh, so Big Mama, okay, um, would be, you, you know, if I was doing analysis with you, Jackie, and you were my, my client, and you were telling me about Big Mama dreams, I would write down Big Mama, okay, and then, you know, ask you about Big Mama, and the next to that I would be writing Demeter, Saris, you know, I'd be creating a huge, big, gigantic list. Um, that's why, if you ever notice that psychologists have those little notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're making those lists. Um, uh, you know, but I would be looking at those that particular imagery, and I would wonder, Jackie, if when Big Mama, and this may be the thing to note when you're having Big Mama dreams, um, if she is coming in at a particular time in which cycles may be changing or things may be growing in your life or that there is an urge towards growth in your life or even the opposite, if it's time to harvest something in regards to your life or time to, time to amputate. Um, uh, Demeter was not, you know, there was a particular point in the, the, uh, in the myth of Demeter, Jackie, or, where she is running around and she is upset and sorrowful and scorching and burning the earth. Um, uh, uh, and what that is a symbol of is that, you know, everything eventually is going to die regardless of what that is. Um, uh, uh, so, you know, I would, I would really work with her in that provocative way. And if you have clients, and it is not surprising, it's called the contingent effect, okay? Um, oftentimes when people work on things, um, we did, uh, when we did the show on Mercury um, last summer, remember it didn't, work, it didn't come out right and we had to re-record it? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Which is ironic. Yeah. And appropriate. And, and we were talking about the god Mercury, which was the god of communication. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, so it is not surprising when you're working in a teaching capacity, Jackie, that everybody in that room in some way, if Big Mama is going to come up, that it happens. It's very strange. It's just like if you take a bunch of women and you lock them up in a house for six months, they're going to bleed at the same time. Nature yeah. is a very interesting thing. It is. It it absolutely is. And um well, when I when I um like I said, when I watch people start to work with conjure, there is always um a conjure spirit that starts to show up in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um and I but that's that's similar to no matter what energy source. I mean, because your dreams are tapping into your energy. They're, they're tapping into the Akashic Records. The Akashic Records are the playground of the gods. Uh-huh. So this is um, a very a divine interface. This is, this is where you connect with the divine. Your unconscious connects with your conscious. I mean, you cannot... I, I have a really hard time totally separating psychology from spiritual. Me too. Because they're so... So it's all very energy. Which is why I'm a Jungian and not a Freudian. It's it's all energy. Yeah. Um, your brain is is made up of a bunch of um, electronic electronic electric synapses, and and so it's all energy. So of course the divine is going to show up in this place where you interface with them, where you're an open book to them, and they can bring um, inspiration and and different thoughts. And some of it we don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember working with this one gal. She um, she says, "I know I've been dreaming, but I don't think what I'm remembering is the important part." So we went into the Akashic records, and she started tapping into the part of the dream that was that internal reprogramming that she was doing. So we don't remember everything that that's going on. Um, 
So that energy, you, you can't separate that. It's all going to be in there. And, and so, of course, you're going to, whatever you're working with, you're you're going to be drawing that to you because you're tapping into that energy. Yeah. The, the, interestingly, another tool that you can use in regards to um, amplification with dreams is tarot. And I've seen many times, Jackie, where um, I've taken, I usually don't use a deck that I know extremely well. So I'm not going to use, like, the Mythic Tarot or the Rider Waite Smith deck. I'm usually going to pull one off, like the Osha Zen or um, uh, the Journeys to the Secrets of the Orient or, um, uh, or you know, sometimes even the Toss deck. I'm not as familiar with it. Um, uh, but I will just pull a deck that I'm not real familiar with. And, Jackie, I will, you know, create myself a little spread on um, – uh, you know, the, uh, on a piece of paper and then go and lay out cards. Interestingly enough, oftentimes something very, very similar to an element of the particular dream will pop up in the symbolism of the spread. Um, uh, or you can even ask yourself, you know, um, something like, uh, what does this dream mean for me? Okay, um, just act a proactive question. And then draw like five or six cards. And... Oftentimes, very similar symbolism will creep in. Um, so there's just many, many different factors and tools. So it doesn't surprise me, Jackie, when somebody takes the active role of initiation, okay, and decides to do conjure, okay. You know, those gods are going to make themselves apparent because, uh, you know, whether it is Hermes or Alegba or uh, Big Mama or um, uh, Papa Legba or, um, uh, uh, you know, Puff the Magic Dragon, okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the moment that you decide to start doing this particular type of work, you're going to begin to evoke those images on the inside. It, it, it becomes like you're tapping into the energy. It becomes part of a part of who you are. And the word evoke, evocare, okay, means to call. Oh, there you go. You know, so either, either, so when you start to do something, um, uh, you know, it will um, it, it will begin to start to manifest in your dreams in some particular level. So it, it is, you know, the, the main thing about this is is that there's so many things with dreams, and we could probably do you know, a four-episode series on Dreams Alone. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the different components. Maybe we will next year, just say it. Um, that would be very uh, You know, we may, well, we may develop a class with it in the future. So, What what I neglected to say um, when we were talking about what, potentially what candle would you use, I actually would get out, honestly would get out my Coventry Magic Oracle. Mm-hmm. And I would I would pull the card. And um, whatever subject I was dreaming about, and I, that's where I would read. Or I would, you know, just I'd love to go back to the healing and clearing purposes of, mm-hmm. of something because that's what we're doing in our in our dreams. And that's where I would challenge myself to dig deeper to say, oh, this is what I really need to do. And it's it's, it's so right on. Using the Oracle deck is so right on. It's very very interesting. Yeah, the Coventry. Um, uh a magic or- oracle is extremely insightful um, in regards to providing you with information because it is usually the thing with it is is that you'll get something extremely bizarre often you know like um, uh, uh, you know you're drawing it and uh, you know the question is um, you know uh, what do I need to know about my finances and you draw it sucks to be you I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it'll be something extremely you know off of the wall that has 
an enormous amount of meaning. And, you know, if I was to pull the It Sucks to Be You, Jackie, immediately I would say, am I focusing too much attention on everything else? Mm-hmm. You know, or am I too busy focusing on everybody else's business and not my own? Or I would then look at, oh, what have I, have I, have I crossed myself up? Am I spending yeah. too much money and I'm um, spending it on the wrong thing? And yeah, it, yeah. it's just, it just says you're getting in your own way. Yeah. So, and, and that may be, you know, if you were doing it with a dream, okay, and you pulled the It Sucks to Be You um, card, you know, that may reflect that, you know, you're, at the moment, your particular behaviors, whether that they be self-defeating or you're rather conscious of them, may actually be, be be a problem in your life at the moment that you may need to sit down and take a look at. <laughs> you know, it's 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 very fascinating, the particular information um that you that you get out of it. Um and I'll be honest with you, I am not a huge fan of um spending an enormous amount of time on my dreams. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times I go, Oh, I know why I dreamt that because I was watching that show before I went to bed. I read this book this week, I had this conversation with my husband and I had some cheese. And and so I'm just I'm trusting my inner process. Yeah, um, there's a lot of that that happens in regards to dreams. Um, uh, a lot of the dreams to really take note of are the ones that have extreme mythic undertones. For example, if the Medusa appears in your dream, I would pay close attention to it. Um, if the demon from the exorcist shows up in your dreams, I would pay close attention to it. Um, if the dream is much larger than the ordinary garden variety, I'm walking around, uh, you know, I'm meeting some people, um, uh, you know, I may be having sex in the dream. You know, garden variety stuff, mm, write it down, see what the sequence is, okay? But if you have that big, huge dream, you really need to sit down and pay attention to it. I, I call those my epic movie dreams. Yeah. You know, if you, if your uh, dream looks like something, you know, that was created in Hollywood, really write it down. No kidding. <laughs> those, uh, there's so much going on, and, and boy, I got to tell you, though, um, I can't tell you how many dreams I had with Cribs, um, baby feet footprints, um, little things uh, right before I got pregnant. Like within the months leading up to, to getting pregnant with my daughter, I had a ton of baby dreams. I, I had a client of mine, Jackie, this was a few years ago, that um, uh, she was paranoid about getting pregnant in real life because she kept having rosemary baby dreams. <laughs> And, you know, she came to me because that this was really, really um, uh, a difficult um, for her to um, to process. And, um, uh, you know, so I had to, of course, sit down and work with her on, you know, what this means to her. And, you know, that I honestly doubt that that, that the devil is going to pick you, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, you're really not that important, you know, that but, the devil but is But if you're terrified of having a baby. Absolutely. And that's what it came down to is that she was really afraid that um, uh, her having a baby was going to disrupt the particular quality of her life to the point that she looked at it in a demonic sort of way. (laughs) 
when we got to the roots of it, you know, and then basically, you know, once she was able to do work on that, and she was having, you know, she tried to get pregnant before, like several years before then, Jackie, and couldn't, and then she was having the sequence of events, and, you know, it it was just very uh, interesting, but, uh, and and you will be surprised, basically, at the particular uh, uh, figures that that come up in regards to, uh, in in regards to dreams. Well, it's um that's that is absolutely fascinating just just those different things that she was dreaming about and all that craziness coming about. I've had a client that's had a psycho Carol Brady dream. <laughs> oh, the things that that could mean. Yeah, well, it was more like a combination. I don't know if you've seen the movie Serial Mom with um I forget her name. Um, uh, but Serial Mom, it was a mother that, you know, it, she was extremely politically correct, and she would kill somebody if she, uh, you know, if they wore um, white before Labor Day, or white after Labor Day, or anything of that. You know, she, it just agitated her. Every little thing agitated her, and people didn't do it wrong. Right? And this psycho um, Carol Brady dream was very, very similar, except, you know, the Serial Mom was Carol Brady, and, you know, I sat down, and, and what... The roots of it was is that she had problems with feeling um, agitated and not good enough with her own mother. I mean, that's what it you, you know. Oh, that's ab- came up with. That's exactly where I would go because Carol Brady is that is that perfect eternal mother. Her and Claire Huxtable, yeah. Yeah, because June Cleaver doesn't fit in anymore. We're too young for that. Yeah. So you know the Carol Brady, the Claire Huxtables, um, uh, you know figures of the, uh, figures along those lines. I don't know if there's any mother in a modern show. Uh, mothers are a little psychotic in TV at the moment, but um, uh, uh, it's, there's really not a lot of um, sitcom shows like there was when we were younger. Yeah, the mothers now are more like Victoria Grayson on Revenge, which if you have her in a dream, take note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's pretty interesting. Again. Um, if people want to work with dreams, I recommend two books. One is Inner Works by Robert Johnson, um, which is a great um, uh, introduction to Jungian analysis dreams. And the other, of course, is um, at DIY Akashic Wisdom um, uh, by Jackie Smith and Patty Shaw. And with that book, if you're going to do dream work, I would just put the intention of working with it with a dream, um, you know, the meditations and the connection things in that, rather than just technically going into the Akashic, but that may, they may be the same thing. Um, it, it's so close. Yeah, but just 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 work with it um, in that particular conscious sort of way. Um, and I think that you'll get really, really good results with it. And, of course, you know, any excuse to go out and buy office supplies for me um, <laughs> is uh, wonderful. And, by the way, for my birthday, I got a nice little dream notebook that um, Jackie made up for me, so... That's what I have been using for my dreams, which had a nice little quote in it, by the way. I was just going to say, did you find the surprises inside? Yes, I found all the surprises. They're great. (laughs) (laughs) We are done. Oh, it goes by so fast, and and we are just crawling up to the High Holy Holidays, the National Present Day of everybody. National Present Day. Our next two shows, the next one is going to be How to Use Your Astrology Chart in Your Everyday Life. And um, don't forget, by the time this show comes out, we're going to be crawling right up onto Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Which may be a great time to analyze your dreams. Because <laughs> you're going to be so filled with, you know, you're going to be knocked out from all the, uh, uh, what is it, the, the chemical that's Triple in right? Yeah. Triple thing. Yeah, tryptophan or whatever. Yeah, tryptophan, whatever it's called. It's some kind of a chemical in a turkey. But, um, but I, do, I do challenge 
um, I am not a fan of Thanksgiving, and I know we're done, but I'm not a fan of Thanksgiving for the original purpose of what Thanksgiving is about. So I'm all about redoing Thanksgiving into it being a day of So you redream Thanksgiving? I'm redreaming Thanksgiving. And what is it for you? Um, what is it for me? It's 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 a time. I don't do a lot of family stuff on Thanksgiving. I want to be home, and I want to spend time um, uh, resetting and, fi- and finding my gratitude. Jackie, every year at Thanksgiving, I'm on the phone with you having a discussion as you're in line to get that dinner. Oh, yeah, I'm picking one up already. <laughs> and I will be on the phone probably with Jackie the whole time that she's going to go pick it up. It's our ritual every year. I mean, yeah. we've been doing it for like five or six years now. <laughs> right, and because I don't, I don't um, jump into the whole family thing for Thanksgiving. It's, it's just I decided that this is my time. There's no religion behind this. There's I get to decide what it is in my family, and I decide that we like to um, spend that as personal time. And so I, I'm going to challenge folks to find ten things that they're grateful for that day that were life-changing for them. Uh, do you have a blog that's coming out with that? Um, I could. <laughs> I could do that. I'm giving I could, I could blog that up right yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, blog that up so that people remember it. Um. <laughs> to it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I will, for sure. Okay, I just wrote a note. They got, I got all quiet. Did you hear my pencil scritching? <laughs> yes. Actually, I have an interesting blog that is going to be coming out. Um, Jackie wrote her article um, for our last show, which was called Are Your Dreams Ruining Your Life, which is about manifestation. This should already be up, so you may want to look at it on my site. I take apart her particular article, and I've made a tarot spread out of it for everybody. So um, you will be able to. Of course, there will be a link to Jackie's article on there. It's, you know, I know people are lazy and they don't want to look all over the internet. So um, you can get that. It will be on keepitmagic.com um, because Keep It Magic miraculously, I just have to write something and it ends up on Keep It Magic, and I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> I just have to hit an update button on my website, and it just automatically goes to Keep It Magic. So you'll be able to to do that. And um, I am going to take some stuff out of this particular show and also do a how to work with your dreams tarot spread. People have been writing to me, Jackie, over and 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 asking me to put up some tarot content. They miss my tarot content. So I figured that, you know, I will... You do have a great take on tarot that I I enjoy. Um, Um, So I sat down and asked myself, would it it be something that I would like to do and would it be joyful for me? And um, the answer that I got was, it's time. So um, you will see that uh, coming out I did. You, we talked about that uh, last week, and I started thinking about that for what I wanted to write for December, because we have to think like two months in advance. Yeah. Um, and so there was, I traditionally write about the stress of the season, and I said, I'm tired of writing about that, and that just stresses me out. Yeah. So I decided that we're going to focus on um, perfection. Nice. Our next trap two, of perfection. Our next two shows, always the biggest two shows of the year. I do not know why. Um, but the December shows are always our biggest shows of the year. Um, first one is going to be how to work with your astrology chart for yourself. Um, and the second one is going to be Jackie and I are going to give our predictions for 2015. So you will definitely want to tune in. 
And make sure that you cruise on over to www.keepitmagic.com. Um, on that site, you can get all of the candles that we talked about on this show. Or if you have a problem in any other area of your life, whether that be career, money, romance, um, spiritual cleansing, dreams, uh, manifestation, you name it, we have a candle for it. So go over there and check that out. And um, also you can contact Jackie and I directly from keepitmagic.com. And what do they need to do in the meantime, Jackie? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll see you next month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all know what it is. Katy Perry. Juicy J. Uh-huh. Let's raise. And here you are. You were going to come to me. And here you are. But you better choose carefully. I'm capable of
Yeah. <laughs>